All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Devils with the Deke with your host, Nick Scortino. So today, uh, we've got some news to talk about regarding the New Jersey Devils, and we're going to be going over uh, their last two games that they've played, which was uh, December 10th, they played against the National Predators, and um, December 11th, they played against the New York Islanders. So in news that we might that I might have not covered uh on this podcast, which uh, was that the Devils released a third alternate jersey. Um, and to be honest, I actually enjoy this jersey. A lot of people might not necessarily enjoy it, but I actually really enjoyed uh, the black jersey. I like the logo. I like the way it looks. Uh, it's a very clean-looking jersey, in my opinion, and it's been getting a lot of hate for an unnecessary amount of reason. But I still think it's a, it's a cool jersey for them to uh, bring in because – you know they have they've never had an alternate jersey, so it's really nice to have this uh, jersey. Then going on, uh, we have other big news in the uh, with the New Jersey Devils. If you haven't heard about it already, which is that Jack Hughes has re-signed, uh, has signed a contract extension with the team, uh, an eight-year, uh, sixty-four million dollar contract uh, with an annual average of eight million dollars per season. Um, I actually really enjoyed I really like this deal. Uh, it's in my opinion, a great deal for Hughes. Um, he's been, he's looked very good so far in the few games that he's played this season and, you know, they locked him up for eight years, uh, at a fixed price, which, uh, they're basically paying for him, uh, developing into a superstar, which honestly it could happen. I, I wouldn't see he's got everything, uh, all the talent and uh, skills that he needs to become a superstar in this league. So I think he can do it, but it's really uh, good for the Devils have their top two uh, number one picks in Heischer and Hughes locked up long term. So it's uh, really good for that. And one player that I want to just talk about this season so far is um, Jesper Bratt, who has been having a fantastic uh, season so far. Uh, he currently has eight goals, uh, 16 assists, and 24 points. Um, he's been playing really well uh, for the Devils, and it's really nice to see him uh, growing as a player. So now we're going to move on to a deep dive of the um, na- the National Predators versus the New Jersey Devils game. So, going on into the first period, um, you know they fa- faced off, and uh, it's pretty uh pretty slow game uh, to begin with, and uh, Devils had a lot of a lot of opportunities. Uh, Knocked one off the post uh, early in the first period. Uh, Jonas Siegenthaler with that shot. It was a very... Uh, what's it called? It was a very good chance. Then, um, you know, they just the Devils had uh, a few power plays to work with, but uh, nothing could really uh, get done in the uh, first period. And uh, Blackwood made some uh, made a big save in the uh, in the first. It was a, a pretty big redirect by uh, Forsberg, and luckily he was able to see, uh, save it. 
Andreas Janssen was one-on-one with uh, Soros and couldn't get anything done, unfortunately. Then, uh, you know, goes back to uh, Damon Severson, um, redirected Jack Hughes. Nothing uh, really done with that opportunity. Then the um, Predators uh, ring one right off the post. And uh, it was uh, Janelle running it off the post. Uh, now in the second period, still tied 0-0. The um, Devils move it forward. Jesper Bratt moves it to Zaka, and it's a uh, save by Soros. So pretty good, um, pretty good opportunity from that line. I've really liked the way that line has kind of formed with uh, Heischer and... Um, Jesper Bratt and Pavel Zaka. It's been a pretty good line so far for them. It's really just uh, working around with different types of pieces uh, down lo- uh, down in the other lines, though. Then it's a uh, two-on-one, and Blackwood makes a really nice save on uh, Johansson. And then uh, Roman Yossi has a Pretty powerful wrister on uh, Blackwood, but luckily he saves it for that. And uh, Blackwood's been standing really tall on net. It's been great. And, I mean, uh, Carrier for Nashville is basically one-on-one with uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, and he makes a really nice glove save to kind of cut down the angle of the shot. And it's uh, pretty good. uh, You know, he's... Looking pretty good in these uh, first two periods so far. Jack Hughes enters the uh, offensive zone with a nice nice dish to uh, Sharon Govich, but unfortunately it was saved by uh, Soros. So then... Uh, you know, eight minutes left in the uh, second period. The puck is uh, goes around the uh, behind uh, Soros, and Heischer's got it pinned up against the boards. Kicks it out to Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt passes to Pavel Zaka, and he rips a nice uh, shot uh, past the glove of uh, Soros for his ninth goal of the year. So it was a good, um, really good play by that line too. Um, you know, he sure grinding, battling uh, up against the boards, able to kick it out to Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt doesn't even hesitate, does a quick pass to uh, Pavel Zaka, who um, doesn't even take time to settle. It just one-times it right into the back of the net, and it, it's a really good uh, team play goal for them. And, you know... Uh, they had two guys on Heesha, so it left Pavel Zaka wide open in front of the net, and it's just able to get a nice shot off. So then Andreas Janssen has another nice shot at 7 minutes 47 seconds in the uh, second, but uh, unfortunately it's a pad save by Soros.
Then, unfortunately, the wheels start to fall off for the uh, Devils with 6 minutes and 49 seconds left in the second. It's uh, Roman Yossi gets the puck. Uh, Devils kind of look lost, and you know they're all standing in front of the net, and Mackenzie Blackwood comes out of the crease a little bit to uh, try to cut down an angle, and Roman Yossi just cranks one in the back of the net. I mean, he's having a great year so far for uh, Nashville. He is the captain. He's doing a great job, uh, very good defender, but... Just an unfortunate situation for the Devils to be in in that sense. Uh, sense. So, I mean, because when you look at it, it's, uh, you know, everybody's just kind of standing there watching uh, Tomasino with the puck and Roman Yossi's basically left wide open, ready to uh, rip one. Unfortunate, but, you know, it happens. So, then, um, Devils get the puck in, uh, Nashville zone. Jack Hughes, uh, makes a really nice shot, but, uh, unfortunately it doesn't go in the back of the net, uh, because Sara saves it. So, Nashville then ends up going on the power play, and, um... They end up scoring a goal, unfortunately. Uh, and Tovenin, uh scores that goal for them. Nothing the Devils could really do. Um, it's a really nice, really nice shot. Uh, Damon Severson was kind of caught uh, puck watching and basically leaves a wide open lane for uh, Tovenin to score. And Blackwood makes some really nice saves uh, with the, the puck bouncing around in front of the crease. And it's uh, blocked wide, and that basically is wraps up the second period. Uh, Devils started the third period uh, on a power play. And Sharon Govitz takes a shot right on the uh, doorstep of the crease, and unfortunately Sara saves it. And then Ty Smith takes a shot, but it goes wide. And... Uh, the Predators end up killing that penalty. So then, uh, 13 minutes left in the uh, third, and uh, Nashville ends up scoring. It was uh, Jakob Trennan. It, it was a pretty bad situation for the uh, Devils. Uh, when you look, when you break it down, too, it's. You know, it was a breakout play, and Siegenthaler and Severson are just really, in my opinion, not the best pair to have for your um, one of your defensive pairings. I just, I don't think Severson's Severson needs more of a defensive guy, and Siegenthaler is still a little bit young, learning the game. So, I feel like uh, it should kind of. Uh, Flip flop. You should maybe. I. I. I, didn't, I thought Siegenthaler wasn't doing that bad with PK Subban. And I think they should realistically just go back to the old lines that they had, which was uh, for the defensive pairing. It was Dougie and Ryan Graves. That's never really going to change. And then it's Ty Smith, Damon Severson, and then uh, final pair for the Devils would be Siegenthaler and Subban. I think that that defensive pairing really works well for them 
So it's just an unfortunate goal. And then um, Jack Hughes has an has a nice uh, wrister, but uh, it's unfortunately saved by um, Soros. Uh, Devils empty the net and uh, bring on the extra attacker. And uh, Saros makes a really nice save on uh, Pavel Zaka on a one-timer. And then, uh, you know, net's still empty. Uh, Nashville's trying to clear it with a minute left. And, you know, the Devils are trying to work the puck around, try to get the best shots, and... Uh, Finally, Jack Hughes finds uh, Yegor Sharangovich open on the far side and uh, ends up ripping one home to uh, bring it to 3-2. But, unfortunately, uh, you know, Devils can't get it done against um, Nashville. They end up falling 3-2 in that game. So then they end up playing uh, the Islanders. So they have that. And, you know, it's going to be a pretty rough game, rough game to cover, I won't lie. But um, it didn't help that it started with um, Heischer and Ryan Graves both getting uh, COVID or being uh, put into the COVID protocol. So right there you lost your top center and you lost your top defenseman. So, you know, they have to kind of mix and match with lines and it was just a bad situation uh, overall with the way it was for um, Lindy Ruff and company. But, um, you know, it's just a uh, – ends up being a pretty rough matchup for the Devils. And, you know, first period um, goes along. Hang on one second. So, first period ends up going along, and they, um, you know, it's a pretty tough matchup. I mean, the, the thing that sucks the most about this game is that the Islanders weren't really playing that well at home, and, you know, they couldn't, the Devils couldn't get anything really done uh, for it. So, one, I mean... Um, one thing I do want to talk about this game, though, is uh, the Devils had a rookie goaltender in Akira Schmid play for them. So Akira Schmid is the uh, he's been playing down in Utica so far, and right now he has a um, he's got a he's got eight wins, uh, zero losses, uh, two overtimes, and two shootouts, and his goal against average is one point six zero, which is Insane. He's got a .944 save percentage, which is unbelievable. Um, he's he's been really solid down there, and with Jonathan Bernier going on the IR uh, because of some uh, lower body injury that's been bothering him since uh, the beginning of the season, uh, I could see Schmidt kind of being the um, backup goalie for now. Uh, you know, he he looked really good. Uh, got pretty comfortable uh, in the. You know, got pretty comfortable in the against the Islanders, which is uh, good for the Devils. But uh, unfortunately, they uh, couldn't get the job done. Um, and you know, it doesn't really help when your 
your defense is uh, a little scattered due to, you know, they had to split up lines. So it was um, Ty Smith was playing with Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Siegenthaler was still playing with Damon Severson. And then it was Christian Jaros and P.K. Subban. So it was uh, not a very good uh, defensive pairing at all for the New Jersey Devils in this game. But, uh, you know, he makes a... He makes some really good saves. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of some misses by the Islanders, but uh, then unfortunately, uh, then um, Jesper Bratt has a really nice goal. So it's um, midfield uh, misses a pass. Jesper Bratt uh, gets it, goes five hole on Sorokin, and it's a uh, really nice goal by him. I mean, I stated a little bit earlier that he's having a really good season so far, and it's really nice to uh, see him kind of, not necessarily breaking out, but uh, really playing some just great hockey, keeping the Devils in uh, games. So, Devils go up one nothing uh, in the first period. And then, uh, unfortunately, Noah Dobson gets a goal... Uh, uh, pretty high on uh, Akir Schmidt, but there's nothing you know Schmidt could really do. It was just a uh, deflection and nothing you could really do about that. But uh, one goal I do want to talk about is uh, Jack Hughes' goal that he scored because he he dishes it to Sharon Goes. Sharon Goes puts it through the legs of uh, an Islander defender, and then Hughes just rips a slap shot. Uh, rings it off the post against Sorokin, and it's a a beautiful play by the Devils. Honestly, it's uh, really cool to see you know him taking a step. But you know he he dishes it off to Sharon Govich. Sharon Govich puts it through the legs of Zach Parisi, and then something that you don't really see that often uh, by most most players in the NHL now too is like I I have never really seen Jack Hughes take a slap shot, and I can tell you right now it was. If you haven't seen those goals, great goal by him, and he just rips it off the post. It's a fantastic shot. Um, so then you know the Devils have a few more chances, and um, unfortunately, you know, uh, Andy Green, the ex Devils captain, uh. Scores a goal to uh, make it uh, to tie up the game. Uh, very unfortunate, but you know, two two. Still want to believe the Devils can do something, but you can definitely see after that the uh, momentum shifting in this game. That uh, Devils go on a few a uh, few power plays and just don't get anything done. That's their biggest issue right now in this season. It is the power play. I'll go more. I'll talk about that more uh, after this, but it when you have like four power plays or something in the game and you can't get anything done on it, it's just you know you gotta you gotta f- figure something out. Uh, then during uh, one of their power plays in the second period, the uh, Islanders get the puck back, and Zach Parise goes uh, and scores a shorthanded goal. Another ex Devil. And it's just an unfortunate situation for the Devils. Um, you know, they were caught really in a bad situation, and there's nothing that uh, they could really do about that. 
So that made it 3-2. And then uh, the Islanders end up getting another goal to go up 4-2. They end up getting an empty net goal to go up 4-2. So unfortunate loss for the Devils. But uh, tonight they uh, take on the Flyers. So hopefully that could be a little bit better. And, uh, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation that they were uh, were put in. But uh, one thing I want to touch upon in that game is the fact that Mason Geertsen went into the game to be the toughness guy of the the team. And to be honest, I can't stand that that man is still even remotely associated with the New Jersey Devils. I'm sick and tired of him. And, you know, the Devils have other guys like, you know, they have um, Marion Studenich. Uh, um, you have Nolan Foote, Alexander Holtz. Uh, some of these other guys um, that you can just call up, and they just don't call them up. I don't know why, because like Gertzen is not—he's not—he's nowhere near, in my opinion, being in an, on an NHL roster. Like the he literally. In the, Got into a fight with Zidane Chara. That's one guy you do not fight with, and it's just I don't I don't like the way he plays. Uh, I think he kind of they kind of waste a roster spot with him. But um, then you know this is where it gets real interesting. <laughs> so you know the Devils uh, had Graves and Heischer going to COVID protocols, and then uh, Christian. Jaros has entered the COVID protocols, but then you have um, today they've recalled Kevin Ball and uh, Marion Studenich, so good for for that. Uh, then Kevin Ball, a uh, pretty big defender. Uh, hopefully he can, uh, you know, not necessarily re- replace anybody in that defense, but bring a little bit more physicality. And uh, Studenich can should hopefully uh, hopefully brings a little bit more of a uh, pop in the offense because they really need it. And the final piece I want to touch upon is I hope to God that Lindy Ruff does not get a contract extension with the Devils because I don't know how you can say this after losing and basically so basically he blames the players. This is his quote. We have to find players on our roster that pick up the slack and help us win hockey games. But you can't win hockey games when your coaching strategies are probably some of the worst things that I've ever seen and you can't, you know, your offense and power plays and like lineups you put out are so bad that you can't do anything offensively. Like they should have beat the national predators. They should have beat the Islanders. Your offense is so stale and stagnant with these types of players that it, and it shouldn't be. It's ridiculous. So I think some of the blame has put on him. And his coaching staff, because if the Devils want to go anywhere after this, after this season, they need to get a coach that knows what the hell he's doing. Because I can't take it anymore with this guy. He stinks. He's honestly ridiculous. The fact that he has the audacity to blame the players solely that need to pick up the slack of the team instead of, you know, hey, maybe we should actually put out some, uh, you know, pretty good game plan against these like specific teams. But no, that's not the route he takes. <sighs> Ridiculous. I, I can't stand him anymore. He's so dumb. I I could probably be the coach of the New Jersey Devils and, and be significantly better than him. But 
uh, it is what it is. So Devils take on the Flyers tonight, and uh, I'm hoping that they can get a win, get back on track, and see where that takes them. So that basically wraps everything up this week. Um, Thank you all for listening. Hope you all have a great day.